guys, it's Carrie And before you listen to this episode, I did want to make a disclaimer. In this episode, Kayla and I share candidly about our newborn sleep journey, as well as sharing newborn sleep tips. And so I felt it was really important to let you know, we share some unsafe sleep practices that we ourselves did. Um, I think it's important for us to be open and honest about things we have done, but I also do not want there to be any confusion about what is considered safe. And I am a big advocate for safe sleep. So in the show notes, I'm going going to be linking a blog I have written called Safe Sleep Basics that really lines out the basics you need to know. And what I want to leave you with um, are following the ABCs. Those are the best preventative measures when it comes to safe sleep and to reducing things like SIDS or accidental suffocation and strangulation in bed, any kind of sleep-related deaths. So A is we always want your child to be sleeping alone in their own space, so not with other adults or with siblings or with pets. We want them to have their own space. B is for back, so we want to be placing your newborn on their back to sleep, and we want them to sleep there until they're able to roll on their own. And then C is for crib or bassinet or play yard or pack and play. Those are the only safety-approved sleep spaces for your little ones. So we do not want them sleeping on adult mattresses on couches, in rock and plays, in swings, in dakotats. We don't want any of that stuff because those spaces are not considered safe and they do increase the risk of a sleep-related death or of SIDS happening. So I just wanted to lead with that disclaimer. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And like I said, we really just wanted to be open and honest about our own experiences, but I also want to make sure that I am spreading safe sleep information for you so you can make educated decisions for your family. Hey mama, this is Carrianna and Kayla, two best friend moms and your co-hosts of Sleep Talking Moms. We know that tackling sleep issues can feel overwhelming and confusing, so we are here to provide you with practical sleep advice. We want you to walk away from each episode with information you can actually use. Let's dive in and talk sleep. Welcome guys. Today in our episode, we are going to talk about newborn sleep and oh man, newborn sleep is just a whole other beast. And so Kayla and I, we want to first commiserate with you a little and share some of our own newborn sleep uh, stories um, and kind of what we went through. And then I want to also leave you with kind of my top five tips for things you can do to maximize your newborn sleep. We're not going to be expecting great things from our newborns as far as sleep is concerned, but there are absolutely things we can do to help them along um, and to just help them sleep as good as they're able to in that newborn state. So, you know, real quick, I would just share when I had my oldest seven and a half years ago, which is crazy to say. Um, I insane. that isn't that crazy. I feel so old and he's getting so old. Oh my goodness. Um, but 
I just had no, I had no frame of reference for newborn sleep. I had done zero reading or studying up on what was appropriate for newborn sleep. And I just remember coming home from the hospital and thinking that I was going to be able to just set him in his crib. He was going to go to sleep. He was going to sleep great because I loved sleep. So I thought, okay, I love sleep. He's going to love sleep too. And that is, you know, not at all what happened. So I was shocked and I was just, we were really just playing um, catch up for the next couple months. We were in survival mode, just doing whatever we could. And I'm sure as we kind of talk about our own newborn sleep experiences, we're going to probably be sharing some of the unsafe things that we did. So I just want to maybe lead with this disclaimer too, that safe sleep happens on a flat, firm surface like a crib or a bassinet or a pack and play that we don't want to be um, having kids sleep in boppies or swings or car seats or dock tots or rock and plays or anything like that. Um, but we also want to be real with you and share our own experience. So, uh, you know, not going not gonna to lie about the things that we did because we were desperate. And we understand that when parents are desperate, sometimes they do desperate things. So absolutely. Kayla, will you share a little about Ellis when he was born? Ellis is, he's almost four, um, next month. And you may be able to hear him in the background. He's playing with Play-Doh. So everyone say hi to Ellis. Um, so uh, I didn't really know what to expect as a new mom. Nobody kinds of, nobody tells you lots of things. Um, so um, I had no idea what I was up against, um, but Ellis was kind of a special case anyways, because he came out of the gate and he had really, really awful reflex, like projectile, um, was very uncomfortable. He was a very, very fussy baby. Um, and we got to a place where he was only sleeping in our arms. And so my husband and I would take turns on the couch, um, for the first three months of his life, um, we were exhausted. I remember, um, sorry, I'm interrupting you. When I came no, and visited, fine. I don't remember how old he was when I came and stayed. Oh, he night. was so little. Was he just like a couple weeks? He was just a couple weeks and you okay. slept with him the first shift. Yeah. I took a shift on the couch. I, I don't remember what, I think I was watching like the office and I took like the first three <laughs> hours or so holding him. <laughs> and I w we were so grateful because we had not slept in the same bed since we brought him home. Um, but yeah, we were, I was probably like, I would say, I know that they make you fill out those, those forms at the doctor's office, but I would definitely say that I was like an undiagnosed postpartum depression because I was exhausted all of the time. I didn't resent him, but I was mad um, that like so many things were different. Um, and I think that, a, honestly, I think that some of the reason behind that, aside from, you know, raging hormones, all of that stuff was the fact that I was so exhausted and you get to a place where even the smallest thing is such a big deal when you're exhausted. Um, and so we were sleeping with him on the couch. We were taking turns. I was breastfeeding. I was pumping and 
I, you know, a lot of you guys have been here too. It was just hard. Um, so I was so grateful once he turned four months, we had kind of a rocky start. We did let him sleep in the rock and play. Um, I will say though, that it was supervised, um, because I was fearful of SIDS and all of those things that new moms are. Um, and then Imery came, my second one, and he was a sleeper. He was pretty good. We had a couple of rocky things with eating, um, breastfeeding, but other than that, he was great. We could set him down in the crib and he would go to sleep for, you know, 45 minutes or however long newborns do, and then he would wake up and we'd do the whole barely awake thing and then he'd sleep again and, and it was good. Yeah, that's so nice that you, you know, after you had such a rough experience with your first, that then your second was much smoother. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, and you know, um, well, now everybody's going to know. My second one was a surprise. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, I had talked to Carrie in a many, many times saying, oh my gosh, could you imagine doing the newborn stage again? Like, can you imagine that? And then I'm not even kidding you. It was probably a couple weeks after we had that conversation. And I was just like, well, guess I'm doing it again. <laughs> um, yes. But he made our family complete. So he did. I'm he glad did. he's here. Yes, me too. And it's, uh, yeah, I totally, I mean, I remember that call when you told me you were pregnant with him and you were just kind of like, I was done. Like, <laughs> how, do, <laughs> how do I get back to this mental space of starting over with a brand new baby? But so glad that Imri is here and is a part of your family. Yes. Yeah. Um, and definitely glad that, the, you know, the second time around, you kind of know what to expect. I had already been through a very, very bad sleeping experience. So um, chances are, it probably couldn't have been much worse. <laughs> um, and so I was just with the knowledge that I had gotten from you um, and just the knowledge of being a second parent and knowing what to expect. Um, I feel like it went so much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when my second was born, Campbell, he's five now. When he was born, I definitely, I knew more about sleep. I still felt a little clueless about newborn sleep to an extent. Um, and I really just, I was not in a place to really even work on his sleep when he was a newborn, you know, because I, I very much believe there are gradual, simple things that we can be doing and practicing from early on. But if you don't feel like you have the mental energy to do that, you know, sometimes you just don't, don't feel like that. And that's really how I felt with him. I honestly, when I had my first son, I was, I went back to work at six weeks, six weeks, I was working full time, I was working split shifts. So then when Campbell came, I had already just left my job a couple months before. And I naively thought, okay, this is going to be so much easier this time around, because I'm not going to be struggling to pump enough and breastfeeding is going to be way smoother. And if I'm exhausted, it won't matter because I'm not going to work. Um, again, I was naive and I still, you know, I struggled a lot with things. I struggled with breastfeeding, even though I was with him 24 seven. Um, I was still exhausted and not happy about it, even though I didn't have to go to work. 
doesn't mean you're not working all day trying to keep two humans alive, you know. And yourself, yeah. And myself, yes. And then I just totally underestimated what it would be like to have a two-year-old and a newborn home and what all that would entail, you know. Um, so, yeah, we, we struggled with Cam's sleep. I think probably, if I'm remembering correctly, his naps were okay, um, but at night, honestly, I got to a point where we just started co-sleeping every night and we just kind of stayed stuck in that pattern until four months and then I sleep trained him. So, um, not something that if I had a third child, I, I would want to do things differently this time, but, um, yeah, that's kind of where we ended up and, newborn sleep is just hard. It's hard. So if you're in the newborn sleep stage and you're listening to this, or if you're gearing up for it, we're not wanting to scare you, but we also like, we very much felt like we did not know how hard it would be beforehand. And we wish we had been warned. Is that, is that right, Kayla? Yes. And I mean, just also, I mean, but then there's a part of it that's like, you don't know until you're in it. Um, cause we can tell you like, you know, you're probably going to be really, really, really tired. If you have another kid, you're never going to feel like you're spending enough time with one of them. Um, and you're going through all these hormonal changes and you're bleeding more than anybody ever told you that you were going to be bleeding and all of these things. And it's hard guys. It's hard. But if anything, we can also tell you that there is another side of it and you get, through it. Um, and with these five tips that Carrie is going to talk about, there's things that you can do to set your newborn up to be ready to sleep train at that four month mark. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I will say too, that, um, you know, I have a newborn sleep course and I have many families, not every family, because this will not be every family's experience, but I have many families that go through that course and that implement these very gradual things from the very beginning and don't ever have to sleep train because it's just been a gradual part of their little one's life. Um, and I think Kayla, that probably lines up a little more with, with your experience with Imri. Like you guys were just able to set him down earlier. So you didn't have a big, like, sleep training week where you had to sleep train him. It just kind of naturally happened as you practiced. Yes. Yeah. And we, I mean, like I said, we were really lucky. He was a sleeper. Okay. So let's hop into the five things. Um, the first thing that I really want you to know about your newborn sleep is that they have two stages of sleep when they're a newborn. One stage called the quiet stage. This is their deep sleep. So they're going to be very deeply asleep. You're not going to be seeing movement. You're not going to be hearing grunting. They're going to be really, really asleep. And in fact, if you try to wake them up when they're in this quiet stage of sleep, um, it, it may be very hard because they're just that deeply asleep. The second stage of sleep they have is what we call active sleep. So this is a lighter stage. They will be moving and twitching. Maybe they're kicking or grunting. Um, they may even cry for several seconds here and there, but still technically be in an active stage of sleep. So I find that's helpful to know because they may still have their eyes closed and be sleeping, but they're 
you know, they're moving around and you may think in the middle of the night, oh gosh, they're awake. But if we can try to kind of pause um, before rushing over, there may be times that if we didn't pause, we would accidentally wake them up. Um, so I think that's helpful to know about our newborns. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that either. I've, I've known you for how long and I didn't know that there were two different sleep that they had. So that's cool. Yay. All right. So then the next one I would say is remember that they have a very strong, what we call moro reflex or a startle reflex. So this basically they feel kind of like they're in free fall. Um, and so they will jerk their body, their limbs will jerk. And if they're sleeping, when that happens, it's probably going to wake them up. So swaddling is so, so helpful for sleep. Um, you know, we want to make sure that they're getting time out of the swaddle, that they're getting, you know, tummy time. Eventually that doesn't come right away, but that does come eventually as you build that in. Um, anytime they're awake, we don't want them swaddled, but if they are sleeping and we want them to continue sleeping, swaddling is really, really helpful to keep them from prematurely waking themselves up because of that reflex. The next thing I would say that I want to make sure you know about newborn sleep is that we can be setting a consistent wake-up time for them, which will help their day kind of start to make sense. So their day is not going to be predictable by any means for several months. But if we run into this thing where we're not starting their day, we're not exposing them to light until 10, 11 o'clock, maybe even noon some days, that just naturally is going to mean that bedtime is much, much later. So I recommend trying to keep it within an hour range every morning that you're starting their day, um, waking them up, exposing to light talking to them, doing their first feeding of the day, and, and try to have an hour range. So maybe that's sometime between seven and eight, maybe that's between eight and nine or six to seven. Um, but then that means anytime before that hour, if they're awake, we're still going to treat it like nighttime. So we want to keep them in darkness. You can absolutely be responding and attentive to them, but we don't want to be super chatty like we may be during the day. We want to be low stimulation, low key, and that will help help their body as they mature to figure out what's day and what's night. The fourth thing I want to talk about is to be mindful that their period of being awake during the day is short. So when we're talking about an itty bitty newborn who just came to earth with us, it's going to be like 45 minutes max that they can be awake. And sometimes, depending on how slow or fast they eat, that may be the entire time they're feeding and then it's right back to sleep for their next nap. But as they get older, as they get more efficient at eating, you know, the eating is going to take up less and less time. But we still want to be mindful of about 45 to 60 minutes of awake time. Um, so that they're not getting overtired, so they're not being overstimulated. And, you know, this is probably the main thing that I remember doing really well with my second is following those wake windows. I was kind of like clockwork with him, which is why I think naps went better for him versus Ethan, who I was just like, whatever, I, I don't know. I have no idea when or how much he napped. I can't even remember at this point, but. <laughs> and that's the same here. I think that um wake windows 
And then having that wake up time. I know that we did that too. And there were some days where guys, I, I completely understand. It's hard to wake them up when you're like exhausted yourself and you're like, I have to get him up between six and seven every day or whatever that time frame is for you. Um, and you're like, but he's sleeping, but it really did. It was an investment in the future and future Kayla thanked past Kayla very much for doing that. Oh my gosh. I talk about that so much with my families when we work with them, really whatever age that when we're trying to make changes or we're trying to work towards a goal, you are investing your sleep right now <laughs> because if you're changing things, you're not going to get the same amount of sleep that you usually are, but you're investing and sacrificing your sleep now, you know, in order to get that better sleep for everyone down the road. So it is definitely an investment of that current sleep. All right. The last thing I would recommend is just always being curious about your newborn sleep. So, so often I see, you know, one, I see that families will rush over and accidentally wake their child when they're really just in an active stage of sleep. So we always want to pause and be curious. Um, but also sometimes we tend to like, we hear our child starting to wake in the night and we rush straight to you know, what I would call the big guns. So we rush, rush straight over to rocking them back to sleep or to feeding them back to sleep without first being curious of, is this something they need or can they go back to sleep with less help? Can they go back to sleep if I just go replace the passy? Can they go back to sleep if I rest a hand on their chest, you know, a heavy hand? Or do they actually, is this actually a, a hunger waking? Um, so I just recommend always be curious, always pause. Easier said than done because in the middle of the night, you're like, okay, your brain's just telling you do whatever you can the fastest to get back to sleep. Um, but by pausing and being curious, that does set us up for the future to be in a better spot than if we just instinctively react to whatever's going to be the quickest in the moment. So the last thing I want to mention here, you know, after kind of talking about those five tips, I do want to make sure you're aware that I have a newborn sleep course that's online, self-paced. It's geared towards zero to 12 weeks. So if maybe you're expecting or if you are in those first zero to 12 weeks and you're struggling and you're just looking for some more guidance on how to work through applying some of these things on how you can be curious on how you can gradually learn to lay your newborn down awake my course is a very low key low pressure gradual way to do that and to practice from the beginning. So I highly recommend taking a look at that if this is kind of the stage you're in and you're struggling. And I will put a link to that in the show notes for you guys. All right, guys. And as always, thank you so, so much for listening to us. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Sleep Talking Moms podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps more tired and overwhelmed moms find simple and practical sleep advice. See you back here soon.